some of the worst investments you can make, and this is going to sound bad to, in some regards, is into the wrong people. See, most people think they think about investment, they think cars, they think houses, they think material things. Some of the worst things you can invest in is people. Because one thing about being in that spotlight, you want all your people to be in that light. Well, they didn't earn that spot. And some people take it for granted and they don't value what you give them. Hey guys, welcome back to It Hurts to Be Pretty podcast. It's been a minute, like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And I know I always say that I'm excited about this guest, but like I had to drag this person out of bed. Shows up 20 minutes late. (laughs) Bougie. Bougie. Fiji water. I know. The request, the temperature, (laughs) the room had to be a certain temperature. And like, but we made it happen. So y'all started y'all's podcast off with a lie? That sounds fine. I was not late. Well, it was. I didn't just get out of bed. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so (laughs) I'm excited because, first of all, Angel Renee, Lexi Wilk, co host (laughs) at Hurst Be Pretty Podcast. So I'm excited to introduce my friend and one of my business mentors. And when I say one of my business mentors, it's someone I've looked up to, someone who's seen me. He has seen me wear some fake Louboutins. He's seen me. Broke days. (laughs) (laughs) He has seen me through some things. And through the years, I've called him crying more times than I'd like to admit. But he's a father, a grandfather. I actually call him Papa sometimes. Rod Smith. And you can actually formally introduce him because he is all his accolades. He's a football legend. 14 years, the Denver Broncos. Not only that, entrepreneur and author of The Rod Effect. Effect. Which I read in 2020, by the way. Oh, look at you. What did you learn? Just keep reading. (laughs) I read more. I knew more about him reading that book. Let's just say that. From knowing him throughout the years, I'm like, wow, I learned actually more than I thought I knew. Introduce yourself if we missed anything. I'm Rod Smith. It hurts to be pretty. Why the hell am I here? I'm, I'm unshaven. I've been sick for six days. And this is the best my voice has been in in a week. You look pretty. But I, I'm i hearing this Botox stuff works. And as I get older, I figure I might as well try it. No, I'm joking. How but, old are uh, you? Huh? How old are you? I can't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> Women don't expose their age. Why should I tell you? I could, no, I could Google it, I'm sure. I'm 53 years old. Okay. And, um, I'm happy to be 53 years old. And I am a I am a grandfather, and I'm uh, I'm a cool ass dude. If you ask me, <laughs> I know a lot of people think football, and uh, I love football. I love the the business of football, but I love the business more than anything. And like she said, we met a long time ago through some mutual acquaintances back in the day, and she was starting her business. and mm-hmm. And for me, I like business. And when you see somebody with that drive, and you've been down certain roads, you want to help them. And so we've always just kept in touch. And uh, like I say, some phone calls have been very, we call, I call them high volume. I mean, a lot of yelling <laughs> because she's sometimes very stubborn. She don't listen. What? Oh, yeah. Angel, they, I no. I promise you they know. <laughs> but at the same time, but at the same time, at the same time, she gets it, has a heart for her, her, her craft. And I, I love that part. Somebody who's willing to do whatever it takes, spend whatever it needs to cost. To make an impact. And that, to me, is is what I've seen over the years. So why don't you tell us, I know before we started recording, we didn't want to talk too much about football. So let's talk about- We haven't started recording yet? Oh, we're, we're not we're recording. I was say, y'all better get all this shit. What do you mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> we're recording, but I want to know, once you were done in the NFL, how did you transition into entrepreneurship? What was your first business move? How did you know this was going to be your passion? You know what? Football wasn't my passion. Most people think when you play professional sports, that that's what you think about and dream about all day. No, it's a means to an end. You know, I love football, no, no no doubt. But I always, if you thought about a sport, for me, it would have been professional baseball. I was a better baseball player than I ever was a football player. <laughs> football interrupted my life at a time when I needed it in college and started with nothing and got a chance to be with the Broncos. I was on the practice squad early on in my career. So I I got a taste of that success on the football field and I knew in, in any business, this is for everybody, all the entrepreneurs out there, you have to go all in on you. And you got to give yourself to the craft if you really, really want it. And so I knew it was going to be a lot of pain involved. I knew it was going to be some long, 
you know, hard, hard, hard days and nights. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And, and for 14 years, I got to stay here in Denver, uh, kind of make a name for myself here in Denver. I worked extremely hard. Uh, we won. That's all I care about was winning because that's how you get measured in pro sports. And along the way, you make millions of dollars, you know. So to me, it's something I would have did for my whole life for free. But if you're going to pay me. But a lot of athletes <clears throat> lose their money. So Absolutely. how did you transition to actually becoming a businessman? And because you say you love money. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of people love money. Yeah, but no, to twice. actually keep it and invest it and keep it growing absolutely. is different. Yeah, absolutely. And um, here's the thing. I was a union rep, and I'll just cut through a little bit of that uh, with uh, a little story. I was the union rep for our team at the end of my career. Like the last eight years of my career, I was a union rep. So you get to see the ups and downs of the guys who played and games came, who guys came before you and the pain of guys who don't handle the money well. And a lot of the young guys now, they look like they're making a ton of money, but the rate of guys getting uh, going bankrupt is still the same. The number is actually high. Uh, about ninety, about ninety five percent of all professional athletes, any sport, end up in bankruptcy court. Well, they end up in bankruptcy. They end up broke. They end up needing assistance of some kind because one thing has changed: the game, the games have changed, the finances have changed, but the literacy has not changed. The financial literacy. When you got a lot of young men and women, and especially now, it's even about to get worse because of college, mm. because the NIL deals and all these college kids are professionals. They don't know how to handle it. They don't understand paying taxes in every state you play in. They don't understand that. Mm. So there's a lot of things that can really derail you. And because I started with nothing, I was always prepared for the day I was going to leave. I just didn't know when that was going to be. So I, I constantly focus on my financial literacy. So you say, well, when did you become an entrepreneur? I was an entrepreneur while I was playing. You know, when you're in football, it's you, Inc. You, you incorporate it as you're playing. So you're not, um, you don't work for the Denver Broncos. I work for me. I'm a hired gun. They hired me. We have a contract. If I fulfill my obligations, you're going to pay me X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. And it's up to me to either hopefully keep that contract going with that team or go somewhere else. But eventually it's going to end. And so you know it's going to end. You don't know how it's going to end. You want it to end, hopefully amicably. For me, it did. And uh, I knew that I want to be able to live the lifestyle I have now for the rest of my life. So... I put in place some different aspects to make sure I went out there wilding out, doing nothing crazy, you know, not just with my money, but remember, usually when that comes with your money, it messes with your time. And that's something we can't get back. Mm. Have you ever made a crazy purchase that Absolutely. you regret? What was it? Shit, which one? <laughs> <laughs> His red Santa suit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have red Santa suit. So I don't know where the hell that came from. But anyway, um, you know, it, I, I'll tell you this. Some of the worst investments you can make, and this is going to sound bad to, in some regards, is into the wrong people. See, most people think they think about investment, they think cars, they think houses, mm -hmm. they think material things. Some of the worst things you can invest in is people. Because one thing about being in that spotlight, you want all your people to be in that light. Well, they didn't earn that spot. And some people take it for granted and they don't value what you've given them, whether it's money or time or both, right? And so some of my worst investments were investing in the people because you believe in them, but they don't believe enough in themselves or their idea to go all in. So as far as financial investments, as far as like big things, I, honestly, certain deals I was in with some crooks. Actually, there's a story and I'll just give you a short version. There's a story on American Greed that I was involved in that a guy who stole money from a bunch of us as NFL players, uh, we kind of blew the lid off of a deal that was going on in a hedge fund and... I lost about a million bucks in that. And yeah. I got several other real estate deals that didn't go well. But that didn't shy me away from doing deals. I'm an entrepreneur. The one thing I do is I'm always looking. I keep my eyes and ears open for opportunity. But the key is having the right framework that if it don't fit the framework, then don't do it. In one way, shape, or form, kind of answer your question. But one of the best investments you can make is in yourself. Mm. And so a lot of people, they just go out there. You got money. You start throwing money at everything. That's not, that's not always the answer. So how did you become savvy with investments? Did you have a mentor? Did you have anyone you looked up to that yeah, I was going to say through? that because I know that you were raised by a single mom. And I think for yep. me, being a single mom, and I've called them many times again, crying about my sons or yep. frustrated with them, and they don't have someone that they can look up to. So did you have that? Well, well it's, tough. It's, it's tough. Honestly, the single, the single mom thing is, is, is real. But here's the thing. They're single dads too. 
You know, there's single dads. There's people. Here's the thing: it's people out there that are looking for mentorship and coaching, but they're so jaded by their life, real life experiences. It's hard to give a chance. Matter of fact, I was just a good friend of mine who basically was my masseuse today. I, I just had a massage. I hadn't had a while in a while. I called her up, and she's a she's a single mom. I think she's married now, and her husband, cool guy, they're great great people. And I'm talking about her business because she independently runs her massage business. She massages some of the other local athletes as well. And I'm talking to her about business. But her son, I mentored her son growing up because he played football. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't have that because, and for me, you know what the best mentors are? Books. Yeah. Tapes. Mm -hmm. YouTube channels. And some people get the wrong books, tapes, and YouTube channels. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki was one of my original mentors. I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad mm -hmm. um, right after I made a bad purchase. You did ask me, did I make a bad investment? The land I have where my house is right now was one of my worst investments ever. Mm -hmm. It was. But because of what I learned financially through Mr. Kiyosaki and his mentorship and coaching, first started with a book. Then I physically met him. Now I got his phone number. I call him. Uh, I've been in rooms with him and 30 of us from around the world, and he does his coaching, and he's big into, of course, real estate, but Robert's a very, very smart guy, and uh, that was one of my first ever true mentors where I had a guy who had what I wanted, mm -hmm. and uh, he had the lifestyle. He was a coach. He was a teacher, and that's what I want to be. I literally want to be a financial literacy teacher, but for not just athletes, for business people as well, so that's why today y'all happen to catch me at the right time. <laughs> that I would actually come and do this podcast. <laughs> but um, Mr. Kiyosaki was one of my first ones. Uh, I've had guys I played with who I, I learned from them, from watching John Elway. I watched John do business deal, and I would ask him a couple questions. Ray Crockett, me and Ray, really, really close. Steve Atwater, Terrell Davis and I, and some stuff. And we've all had good and bad deals, but one of the issues when you don't talk about it, then the other guys repeat those same mm -hmm. issues when we can fix it if we just have a conversation. So... Those guys to this day are still in, in my corner, so to speak. And I mentor them in different areas now where it started off with them mentoring me, but I have an expertise in certain things and they have an expertise in certain things. So that partnership is cool. What's been your best investment? Myself. Like, well, no, like, seriously, myself. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, you, you, you get, because here's the thing you know you better than anybody. Yeah. And you can go and look at all the books and tapes all you want, but you got to be honest with yourself. Some of the best things that happened to me was during COVID. During COVID, I was, most people were stuck in the house. I was glad to be in the house because mm -hmm. I was always traveling, um, different uh, business deals, uh, different conferences. Um, some I was speaking at, some I was just a, a spectator at, spending a lot of money, you know, going around, literally around the country doing that. And COVID stopped it. Mm -hmm. Not only did COVID stop six figures from coming to me from my speaking and things, but I, for once in my life, or at this period of time in my life, it was quiet. I couldn't go anywhere, couldn't go visit people, and I literally had conversations with myself. And I learned so much about me during that year and a half that I got better about fulfilling what I want and the purpose in my life. And that's why I say that was the best investment, because I didn't have to spend any money, but it was something I wasn't giving myself, which was time. I was giving my time to everybody else, trying to make their life better, even though I was over here stressed out, mm -hmm. stressing about them winning, mm -hmm. and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Because some people you give that information, advice, or money to, and they don't use it the way you want, what does it breed? Frustration. So for once, it was quiet, and that was cool. And uh, over the last couple of years, when you look at it from an investment standpoint, I, I invested in myself to learn the, the, the Forex market, the Forex exchange market, trading, and... Uh, uh, probably a 10x is a low number as far as return. That's like your stocks that you're watching. Yeah, uh, I trade. I basically take my phone. Uh, Trades. Yeah. Day trading. Yeah, so it's kind of like, like day trading for myself. <laughs> my eyes are glazed over right now. <laughs> no, I'm trying to she, process it. She was. I could tell when she's not understanding. Like, what do you mean I'm trading? Like, like Pokemon the, cards? Yeah. Like, what's like, happening? No, I, I wake up. My boyfriend's checking the stocks. Like, yeah, I'll pretend I know. If he's, if, he's a, if he's a stock trader, he probably trades stock. I trade forex. Forex is a version of it's international exchange. It's an exchange of money. 
and we trade gold versus the U.S. dollar. And I literally can look at the charts. And I, uh, my mentor, one of my mentors, Mr. Bugs, he taught me this um, during 2020, during COVID. So I had the time. And so we're learning this stuff during COVID because some of our traditional businesses we couldn't do. We were in a travel space. We couldn't travel. You couldn't, you're in a travel business, but you can't travel. So we had to have something we could do from here, which was never closed. Even though stores and stuff were closed, the phone was never closed. And so once I learned that and I learned that I didn't have to deal with people and I could still go make a ton of money because I like money. I need money. If I want to fix some of the causes that I want to fix, got to have some money. Okay. So for someone like me who is a little confused by what you're saying. I'm trying to understand it, but I want to know, you've never made an investment before. What is a solid first move into either learning about investments? Where do I, where do you start? What's the safest type of investment? You, you know what? I, I would never answer that question for a person without knowing the person. And that's just, to me, is the most responsible thing you can do as a, what I call myself as a business coach. I find out what the, what the person's, what they like what they're into, invest into those things. You can always hear about people making money. There's people making money in a ton of things. And trust me, I get invited to all these things. He's going to rub it in our face. Everybody, no, no, no. trust me. No, no. I went You're to an event so last night. that I'm here. I'm going to bless you with my He's present. giving you the iron. No, no, no. Because <laughs> when, you're, when you're in a certain space, you got to remember, when you're in a certain space, the one thing you have is your, your time. And people want that. If they can get your time, they can eventually get your money. It's like we talked about earlier. It's about attention. So if I can get your attention, then eventually I can get some of your time. If I can get some of your time, I can eventually get some of your money when it comes from a business standpoint. So for me, whenever I'm in talking to anybody new or old, even when I was just talking to her about, because she asked me, you know, what do you do now? Because she knew all the stuff I was doing in the past. Well, how are you making money? She asked, because, and of course, I'm there for an hour and, and I'm getting this massage, but we I always hate talk. when people talk to me I during my massage. I don't. I usually <laughs> don't sleep. Just shut up. If I usually don't go to sleep, it's a, it's a horrible massage. But her and I have been knowing each other for so long that it's it just was cool. But if I'm talking to somebody who's new, like you said, I'm new. I don't know anything about investment. What's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing you do is figure out what do you really want? What do you like? I believe in investing in things you like, so it's never an investment. You mean like the company? Like no, no. What do, you, what do you like? Like you say, well, what would I invest in? Well, the first thing I tell you, put your if when it comes to money, because at the end of the day, people want to make more money, right? But it's really not the money you want. I want time freedom. I want to be able to come and go without the headache and the stress of figuring out, am I going to be paying my bills or can we go on vacation? Well, get your bills paid while you're on vacation. It's a different way of thinking about it. But I, I just like to find out what the people are into, what they like, and then we craft it because it's really kind of custom. Uh, I would never tell anybody, just put your money over here. Because it worked for me, don't mean it's going to work for you. We have different temperaments when it comes to money. We all have different amounts of money. Like where she at now, after the conversation we have now, are completely different than the conversation we had in 2020. <laughs> no, they're completely different. No, honestly, they're completely different. Like- when you guys are going to Tulum and all that stuff, I know all about that. But <laughs> I know. I call him we were at a bar. No, we were I at know, a bar in Nashville FaceTiming him about buying a couch. I remember that was the last time I <laughs> yes. talked to you. Yes. But, 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 but here's the thing. Those, and, and it's weird because those types of things come up now because she still remembers where she was. Sometimes she don't realize how successful she's been or how successful you guys have been as a whole because it's a team. I mean, I, I know some intimate stuff about y'all's business do you like what i would never tell because that's a, that's that's a no because because when a person's seeking advice you got to hold that advice you know take it to the grave but it's it's, it's things of, because there's things that as a business owner that you want to do for the people that work with you that really the ones who really support you and hold you up there's so many things you want to do but you got to do them in a certain way i had to learn that because you know i you want to throw everything to everybody but then they don't appreciate it and But those who do appreciate it, you make sure you take care of them. You try to alleviate a little bit of stress. You can never take, no one's ever stress-free. It's stress-less. And so when you talk about your finances, your boyfriend, you say he does day trading or he's looking at stocks and stuff like that, you know, what you do is let me go find out, hey, what part of, I, I learned something about trading today. I don't understand Forex market or regular trade. Which one do you do? Just find out what he does. Then you go do your own, your own little research. Trust me, for him, I'm actually helping him out right now. 
Because if you know, if you learn a little bit more about what he does and you show an interest, that's the best thing you can ever give a man. Oh, totally. Most women think. She's wanting that ring. Babe, <laughs> tell me you. about your stocks. She's all, I've been thinking no, about your what stocks, are the stocks all day. I can't stop thinking about them. No, see, no but I know, I know what you mean. Showing right. interest in something that they are passionate about to build their future. Yeah, because he, he's, he's, he doesn't want to trade stocks just to make a ton of money to be by himself. There's a whole other area, and I'm not going to go into that. There's some layers to this man. I, I don't have to meet him. He's a man. I know. There's layers to him that we have to kind of fulfill as we go through these channels. And women, honestly, y'all don't understand it. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, talk about it. Y'all might not want to fulfilling get into this a man. I saw a video recently, actually, and it was this theory on how to get a man to invest for the long future with you. What you have to do is solve a problem with him. So while you're together, <laughs> they want to work as a team, right? So you have to show them, okay, like, this is a stupid example, but I lost my keys. I can't find them. They help you find the keys. They feel like they solved the problem. Or you do activities together, like, I don't know, like an escape room or something where you are, you know, working <laughs> together. Is that true? Is that valid? Yeah, very, I was just on the phone with my son on the way over here. We're very solution-oriented. We want bottom line results. Y'all like the process. Of course. We don't like the process. We could care less about all the emotional stuff that goes with it. What is the end result? Do you want to vent? Or do you want a solution? But that's compromise, right? Like on both parts. No. <laughs> There's no compromise with no, him. I have no, no words for no, no, you. No, no, but here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's what this that's is, what women want. This they is want our conversation. We want deep conversations. Exactly. We don't. You know. I don't. I can't speak for all I men, can tell you but that is it, no, let me, I let can let talk for 30 minutes. He's silent. The entire time I'm venting, thinking of the stocks, crying. No, uh, I'm not doing that. He's actually on the computer. No. On the stocks <laughs> while I'm crying, I'm venting. I don't know what to do. He's like, what did you just say? But, but, but it's, it's the solution's it's, like two minutes. Are but you that's done? A, but that's the point. You guys, you're almost like you're trying to build it up to where it's bigger than it really is. That's and true. And it, and it, it didn't have to be that dramatic all the time. There's some things that are dramatic. There's some things that are traumatic. And, you know, as a guy, we do have to slow down to solve those those parts. But everything is not dramatic. We don't have to go through 25 minutes to something that takes two minutes. We'd rather get the two minutes out of the way and we can go hang out for 18. No, I got to say an example real quick because this just happened like a few weeks ago. I called and I because he was busy, so I left him a voice note. And the voice note was probably four minutes of me crying oh, because no. I was going through some stuff with personal, with my family so and then work and i was stressed and then his voice note back was like stop crying it's enough you know who you are like he just gave me one minute of like basically toughen up stop crying tomorrow's a new day so i think that's that's great like sometimes if you feed into our emotional baggage it just creates a bigger problem so know, as long as sometimes you want to hug and like totally. it's gonna be okay he does have a soft spot sometimes it's, it's okay it's, it's okay to get a hug but wait for the hug for 20 minutes right <laughs> but are you are you telling her to stop crying followed by advice or are you just saying oh, yeah. stop crying no, it's always that's advice. great then i think that's well, great if you're just saying calm down the reason you're crying is the wrong reason to cry yeah from this standpoint we get that women are emotional Men are emotional. We're more emotional than you guys. We handle it different. And I think when you say, well, ain't that compromise? Well, there's really no compromising with a woman. You do either do it her way or there's no way. Because there's no such thing as compromise. Because if you spin it to where the man's thing is, let's go ahead and get it over with. She still wants to dwell on it for totally. a while. But why? It's in our DNA. But Why? It's because I think we don't we, make it right. Or we wrong. don't get the sympathy we want, so that's why we're dwelling. We just want the hug, kiss, oh poor baby. So we'll keep going until we get that, and oftentimes we don't ever get. I that. I mean, it's kind of like sex. Women like foreplay, and men are just like, let's just right. get it in, yeah. and get the job done. Like, like, foreplay too? Who said <laughs> I mean, I think you're more times than not okay with not having the whole totally. drawn out. Well, you you know why? Since y'all, I'm not gonna go there. Gonna turn this into, <laughs> why? It's not gonna turn this into a sex show by no means. <laughs> Sometimes it but does. It really happens without us trying. Here's the, here's the here's the thing. You're 100 percent in control of that aspect of the relationship. 
What else? The the sex aspect. Okay. Women are hundred percent in control of it. So for a guy, when we get a chance, we're ready right then. We've been waiting. Valid. <laughs> You, we have to wait till you get through all your emotions before we get chance. Anyway. <laughs> so why are we going to delay this? Ask him. If you don't believe me, ask him. Obviously. Is this he... true? It is. It is. I'm just saying. He's, he's behind the camera. No one knows who he is. We got to expose him. But I'm just, I'm just saying. So it's not that we don't like foreplay. We've already had it up here for a long time. Emotional term. What are you doing, y'all? So just so you know. Okay. Have you cried recently? I cry every day. Really? Yeah. What'd you cry about most recent? Well, I, I mean, it's it's personal. It's 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 family related. It's my daughter. I, I lost my daughter two years ago, and I've been an emotional wreck ever since. So, every day I cry about my daughter. Every single day, not one day goes by I don't. So that and, and here's the thing: it's 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 healing. It, it, I'll never heal. So that's that's irrelevant. But the the point is, it's not it's not that men are not emotional. We just pick and choose when to be emotional because shit still got to get done. There's stuff that still got to get done. I'm raising my grandsons, 11 and 13-year-old, and they're going through these changes right now. They're in middle school together. One is about to be in high school next year. One's playing basketball. One runs track. One does the good in school. One's a struggling school. And I have to start all over to do that. So I have those things that I have to get done, but I also got to teach them how to handle and to be emotional. So it's not that men aren't emotional. We got to pick and choose when we do it. And so... For me right now, most people wouldn't understand me, and they shouldn't because I don't understand me. Mm -hmm. And it's fair to a certain extent, but I'd rather be over here isolated by myself, focus on my thing, because I can handle the life I'm putting myself through right now. So, yeah, every day. Every day I get – because here's the thing. Some of it is is happy. It's not necessarily boo, sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, last night was deep. Last night was really deep. I was watching Tyler Perry's new thing on on, on Prime uh, with him and his mom, and all I could think about was my grandsons and their mom, mm-hmm. so which is my daughter. So those types of things happen pretty much every single day for me. So, um, yeah, I, I don't get to get away from it. I don't get to escape it. But at the same time, I'm not going to explain it because right. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah, no, so I do that every day. What's your advice to people who are grieving and going through a hardship? What did you do to kind of get back to a place where you were able to function normally, get back to work? You just go. I mean, you don't have time. I mean, here's the thing. You have time. You have the rest of your life to grieve. Here's the thing. Do it. Don't let anybody else. I mean, you see companies say the person gets this much time and this is that. That's why I believe in working for yourself. Because uh, ain't nobody going to tell me how long I have to honor or be sad. Because for me, it's the rest of my life. And so um, the be- the best thing for me was to just get back to doing some of the things that I do. And But the difference is I have to approach them different. Because I don't have the freedom to just come and go like I did when I was in my home by myself. But now because my grandsons live with me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the parent. I'm the guardian. So I... I have to think of them every time I make a move now. But at the same time, for the second time, I get to teach them different than I taught my kids. So that's the joy for me is watching them kind of go through it. I'm kind of hard on them because I expect a lot, but the world is very demanding Mm -hmm. on young black men. So I'm going to make sure we win regardless. I know that this time around the holidays is hard for a lot of people. I know many close people have lost their mom and loved ones this year. So how do you keep, and I had the honor of meeting your daughter, and I, I loved her personality because it's very much like yours. She was a hard ass and like very straightforward person. So how do you keep her memory alive for the holidays for the grandsons? And I make sure they get what they what she wanted for them because we had conversations about it. I explained to them what she wanted for them, but I also explained to them that she lives within them. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. So everything you do, she's there. So it's not a, it's not a, the season has nothing to do with it. They've been getting gifts all year. We don't have to wrap nothing. Literally, if we, we put up a tree, it's because they want it. I don't, I could care less because a tree doesn't define that season for me, right? Thanksgiving is what, two days, two or three days from now, something like that. People say, what are you going to do? I said, hopefully nothing. They're like, what do you mean? We always eat. We always get together. We always, but like some of the stuff I bought them would have been great Christmas gifts. I'm like, no, hell no. We're going to get this right now. 
Because you know what I learned? Time. I don't control it. There's so many things I wanted to do with her that I didn't get to do. And I'm like, why didn't I? See, that's a question you ask yourself when you lose something so precious. You don't have time to keep thinking about it. You don't have time to keep trying to rationalize, do I have enough money? No, just go fucking do it. Figure out a way to make it happen quickly. You know what? Because I have a couple mentors and one of my mentors, um, <clears throat> he lost his son years ago and he tells this story and he never breaks down when he tells it. I, I got to get to that point because I haven't got to that point yet. But he, he got to this point and like his kids are in his business now. They do a couple million dollars a month, like every month, like clockwork. I was on call with them this morning. We do a group call. And uh, he said this, and he didn't know what I was going through at the time when I joined this program a couple years ago. And he was talking about it. He said, why would I give my kids an inheritance when I can watch them live it right now? He said, I don't know how much time I have. He's 60-some years old. And he said, I want to watch them enjoy their inheritance right now. And I thought about that because as a man who's building a business, who has multiple streams of income, and you're stacking up all this shit, eventually you don't even get to see how it gets used. So let's use it now. And so his daughter, who's his coach, he's like brilliant. His daughter's his coach. His son is a part of his other business. His wife, the whole family, he said, I don't have to worry about their inheritance. I'm watching them live their inheritance. And so for me, me and my son just got off the phone. My sons are in businesses with me now. They had never been in, they have money with me, but they've never been in business with me. So now my sons who are still here, Devin and Roger, they have businesses with me. So we have different dialogue because why not, why wait till I'm gone to see how they're going to do with it when I can watch them do it now? Mm-hmm. Why wait for my grandsons to get stuff for Christmas? I can watch them open and sit now. We can use the electric bikes that they got. They've been riding their electric bikes to school. It's the best investment I ever made. That's the best investment I ever made. <laughs> the bikes. Yes. I haven't taken them to school with two times this whole year. That's oh, brilliant. Right? So for, for me, that's 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 a part of the that's a part of the thing. And I know you guys have a, a huge audience of um probably mostly young women who are either starting their own businesses and, and basically where she was five years ago is where they are now. Some or in the huh? Eight years ago. No, I'm just saying the last five years or so, because the first few years is just a matter of test to see if you even really want it. Mm-hmm. Well, I but didn't the, pay taxes. <laughs> We've learned. We've learned. <laughs> no, but, but, but here's the thing. You, you learn as you go, and none of us are going to have it perfect. Like I say, witnessing her, and I have different people that I coach in different spaces from just different avenues in, in business, because to business, to business to me is the same. Mm-hmm. The goal is to offer a product or service that makes them want to give you money for it. It's that good that they, they're willing to hand you the money. I don't have to trick you into it. I do you know, public speaking and stuff like this, and I, I get hired for certain things. And the first thing I tell them, I say, I'm not cheap. I'm not giving you a discount because my information is not discountable. It's good stuff. And if a person uses it, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to... Sh- shortchange that for anybody. Just don't hire me. I think it was a testament to even this Saturday when we had Black Saturday and like 350 plus women, close to 400, Mm -hmm. which is the same turnout as our women's event. And we have vendors and all this other thing. So the fact that they stood in line for not just me and I told the girls this, I mean, it was truly for them also a team thing. No, and, it's a brand. You build a brand. And it was just, I think we were out of body experience kind of deal, you know, compared to the four years ago when we first started it. That like, wow, people are lining up at 6.30 was Alicia. <laughs> she wants to always be the first one. <laughs> and, and how many times has she been there? Four years. She's not a client. She's not a customer. She's a client. Mm-hmm. I, I was teaching this real estate group past Tuesday. And it's four areas of business, and you guys have this. You guys have this right now. And that's how I can, that's how, I, that's, I'll give you the secret. That's how I can tell you how much money you're going to make. What are the four things? The first thing is you got to have connection, basically a list. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a huge list of people that already listen to your podcast, that have bought products and services for you. That's the second four is convert. You got to convert those listeners or those connections to a, you got to convert them into a customer. The customer comes first. They buy a thing, one thing. 
one time a serum for their face or a Botox or whatever it is you sell, right? I don't know. Y'all sell a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> doesn't so, know. He actually doesn't know. I do know. You have right? a serum Botox. Yeah. But, right? but here's the thing. You take a customer or connection, you turn into a customer, you've got to convert it, and then you turn them into a client. Is Alicia, that three? Alicia, this is the third one. Alicia is the client. Mm-hmm. You know why? A client, they're in line. They've told so many. How much money have you made off Alicia? Because how many people have she told? Yeah. She's had a brilliant experience with your team, with the brand that she goes out there and promotes for you without getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like Apple. You don't have one Apple product. You got seven, right? But that means you're a client of Apple. You're not a customer. The customer buys one thing, one time, they go away. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth thing is continuity. Having a coaching program. And we've talked about this and I've, I've seen her one day, two day things where she goes to different cities and uh, what do y'all call it? Y'all call the it pop-up shops. pop-up shops where she does those things. But there's a, the other element would be a continuity program where she has a monthly coaching program where people pay a monthly fee to come on and get coached by your team every single month. And they pay a subscription. The subscription model is one, and I know you have it with some products, mm-hmm. but that is that's the fourth one. So I know you have those four elements in your business. So you're not just making money one way. We don't need a, a Black Friday sale to be profitable because every single month we're making money. Mm-hmm. We're making money daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. And most people in business just make money off a of sale. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes business hard. Mm-hmm. And so I got those people in my corner as far as mentors. And I teach what I pay a lot of money to learn. I see why you FaceTime him now. <laughs> yeah. He's got all the Yeah, he's I'm never, he's never charged me. And uh, honestly, I've never been like, oh, can you mentor me? I like he had no option. I think one day I told him like you have no option. You're gonna be in my life. I need your advice. And when I went to fire somebody, I called him and he yeah, I, that. I wasn't gonna say nothing about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's okay. We I can have talk about it. Fired from he, y'all's team. <laughs> he was like, "You're gonna fire her. You yeah. need to fire." You, you have to. He's like, well, "What do you?" Say, I learned it from watching people. I mean, one of my one of my coaches. This time next year, I'm lowballing this. He'll be a billionaire. Shit. Like I watch this dude, and I'm and I'm mad at me because I, I I'm not further along. But I just love just listening to him, hearing his voice, being around him, and 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 my, I I got two coaches in that regard. And Mr. Kiyosaki is is kind of me and Mr. Kiyosaki is it's a little little bit more distance, but these other guys are closer. And I've witnessed them build their businesses and their companies. But the first thing they built was themselves. And that's why I say, when you say, what's the first investment? It's in yourself. Because you got to be honest. Most people are not honest with themselves. And so with her, I literally saw a person who was honest with herself and was willing to put herself through hell for this grandiose vision that she had. And from afar, I get to witness it coming to life. And that part is cool. For me, I don't have the benefit. The benefit is watching this person change, but every time there's a change, you gotta get you gotta get a checkup because it's not the same. She cried about firing somebody who needed to get fired. I said, "Here's the thing," and I did, I'll give you the synopsis of it. You got this many people working for you, and you got this one person. So is this person more valuable than these other eight? Because you're about to lose all of them over this one person. Mm. So you either get rid of this one person, pay whatever you need to pay, do a severance, add the kindness of your heart because you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, and here's the thing, they're going to talk shit when you're done. You know what <laughs> you do? He warned me. No, I'm telling you. I'm saying, I, I can tell you what they're going to say. I can even tell you. I can give you some words they're going to say. Here's the thing. Why are you watching it anyway? Move on. If you moved on, move the hell on. Yeah. So many people, y'all... Especially women, you guys hang on to stuff too long. Y'all need to let some shit go. Yeah. Let let it go. So you can't remember, you can't go where you're going if you're hanging on to this old stuff. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn to let some stuff go. I know she's done it because now the conversation about the people that are in the company now, I get the Christmas cards, I get all the video, the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. That's what I get. 
I got stuff. I got pictures of all y'all. I'm telling you. The, our but video shoot thing, that I, we just did. Yeah, I get all that. But it's it's but it, for me it's cool because it's not oh. my space, but it's still business. Right. So I get to learn most actually, because I'm like in that space and these same <laughs> principles work in every space. I don't care if you're selling aesthetics, you're a massage therapist, you're interior design, you're in real estate. You're in banking. You uh, sell hot dogs. For me, it's the same. I coach on financial literacy. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter the business. So mm-hmm. I do have several people that I coach. And everyone who listened, not that I'm all-knowing, they've all grown. They grew and then their business grew. How can someone start working with you? You really they can't. can't. <laughs> I would, I would answer he that. doesn't like, print. He, he's not going to print more copies of his books. He so. does. No, have, I, he has I, I am. I'm, a, I'm actually in the process of redoing my book because one of my okay. coaches told me to redo it. Good. Uh, I'm going to redo the book, and there's some other stuff that even I learned because I'm a constant student. I learned some stuff from uh, a guy named Kyle. He uh, about social media. Social media needed. I don't like it. Uh, I don't. I'm a private person. I don't like talk. I don't. I don't like doing this because you tell too much of your business, so to speak. I just like the results. And I can silently be in the background watching people wearing it. I'm cool. Uh, I ain't the one, hey, look, rah, rah, look at me. Blah, were you blah, flashy blah. when you were a football player? Absolutely not. I never spiked the ball. Like you didn't do any of those dances? I had 70-some touchdowns. I never spiked the ball. You see these guys dance. They do this, this, and that. I had a guy tell me one time when I was younger, he said, when you score a touchdown, act like you've been there before. Don't act like this is something new. And so I literally, I watched Emmett Smith score a hundred and some touchdown and he always kept the football and I remember he had they did a special on him. He had his room full of footballs that were actual touchdowns that he scored and he would give them for auctions and he would sign them like that. And I adopted that. I watched Barry Sanders score so many freaking touchdowns he never spiked the ball. He would hand the ball to the ref. Mm. So I'm sitting there like these are the top people in their profession and they handle it with class and dignity. I'm gonna operate like that whenever I start playing. Because I hadn't even started playing, but I had already adopted those philosophies. And so I scored 70 some touchdowns. I kept every football. It was numbered. I pretty much don't have any of them left. A few at my house now, just a few. But most of them I gave. If I gave you a charity football, it was from an actual game. It wasn't something I went bought. And I've had ones we bought and I've signed. But I learned from the greats before me because they did it with class and dignity. And some of the young guys now are short-lived. You, you'll be a hot topic for a minute, and then they'll replace you if you don't go out there and put the numbers up. It's really hard to watch college football these days because of that. Like we all know, of course, yeah. Dion and Shador and his whole thing with the watch and these players I'm going, I've been to many college games this year. These players that are very average, they score a touchdown and they're acting like they're God. So yeah. it's crazy. Well, how you know why? They get paid. Yeah. This is the first time they actually get to advertise themselves and get paid. Which I agree with them getting paid, but I can promise you the structure of it, if it doesn't change, is it's gonna ruin it's already ruining college sports. Not just college football. It's ruining college sports. You're a professional, but you think you get to act like an amateur. Mm-hmm. You're not an amateur anymore. The minute somebody gives you an NIL deal, <laughs> the minute somebody says we want your name and your likeness for anything, you are a professional. And you gotta pay taxes. The government's going to come after their money. They don't care that you, well, I didn't know. They don't care. That little car you got, they're going to take that shit. You got you got some jewelry, they're going to take it. You got, they're going to put you in the news. They're going to make an example out of you for everybody else. And this is business too. Like you said early on, you didn't know about taxes. Guys, I, I'm still learning about taxes. Mm-hmm. My, my accountant, the first person I call, I don't do a deal without calling the accountant. So, so for those who are looking to build a business or do a business, here's what you need to do. Get you a good bookkeeper or an accountant first before you ever make a dollar. So true. To see how to structure your business. Every time there's a new president, I have a new team meeting with my accountant and my advisor because different different presidents have different laws for taxes. When Trump became president, I had to change my whole shit. Now the Biden's president, I had to change my whole shit back. And both of them hold. Both, you know what both of them do? I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. They both take your money. Yeah. If you're in business in America, they're taking your money. Oh, well, we're better yeah. at it than this person. No, they're not. They're all the same. 
You know what I want them to do? And that's why I tell people, go make a shitload of money so that they take enough but it don't even matter. That's the key to business. Serve your clients at a higher level so much that they remember, like I said earlier, they want to give you money. And then you know what you want them to do? Give you more money. Why? Because you serve them again. And that's why they become from customers to clients. Love it. I think we should end it on a question that we had someone submit. Well, and I'm curious to fire off. No, okay. Like one. okay. I feel like these ones should be quick, the fire off ones, because those were also asked. Oh, my little brother's there. texting me. He probably needs some money. <laughs> See? Can you please send me seven hundred dollars <laughs> hey, at least he's yeah, at least he's straightforward about no, it. You know, when I text owns, my mom, he owns trucks, and I invested in him, and he's a great dude. And so, but that's my dude. He's he was, he was my first best friend. Was my brother. So my little brothers. <laughs> so send him the seven hundred. Well, there you go. After I get my money from. <laughs> Wait, do I get a Christmas present? No. If Chris... <laughs> Did I just say I don't do Christmas? I know, I but <laughs> okay. Go with these questions, I want to hear these. Questions. Are you single? Yes. Okay. And whoever asked that question, that's none of their business. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Her name's um, <laughs> I feel like you somewhat answered this, but are athletes different today than when you played? Is the game different? Absolutely. How so? The, the rules are different. The stuff that they do and feel they're entitled to now, we didn't get those luxuries. Uh, the game was a lot harder. You actually had to care about the game. These guys are more catered toward themselves. It's more look at me versus look at us. I won. Well, I did well, but we lost. They're okay with that. That's not the way I was mm-hmm. raised playing sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believe in team. Uh, I will say this. I had the highest winning percentage as a starting receiver when I left the NFL. And most people are like, who even keeps that stat? Trust me, they keep stats of everything. I had the highest winning percentage. I was a starter. And to me, that was the most important. If I was on the field, I wanted us to win. Well, I called the pass. Somebody else called the pass. The W was the most important thing. Today's game is, remember, I get all my views, likes, and shares the more I post about me. Mm-hmm. It's not what I post about my teammates. All right. Exact words. How fucked is your body and brain after playing a high-impact sport? I'm actually pretty good for the most part. Um, long-term, it's going to be issues. There's long-term issues now from when I played last, which was, what, the 2007 is when I retired, so it's been 15, 16 years. So my body and brain is jacked up uh, to a certain degree. You got to keep yourself in somewhat physical shape, but the mental part is is tough because there's no exercises for the brain. Well, there is actually exercise for the brain, different software and things like this that you can do. But as far as the deterioration slowly of the body breaking down as you get older, that's just mm-hmm. going to happen. So the best thing you can do is, is do the best you can. There's a lot of alternative stuff out there. I don't believe in so much of all the voodoo stuff that people talk about. Uh, and here's one thing don't do. Don't run up and tell me what the fuck you think is good for me. Mm-hmm. I hate when people say, oh my God, this would be amazing for you because you play yes. football. You don't know what the hell is best for me because you don't know my body. So don't. <laughs> and I say that because people do that all the time in business. Oh, this would be great for you. How do you know? You didn't ask. Mm-hmm. That's why I told you I would never give you advice on your money until I know what your goals are. Mm-hmm. If I knew what your goals are, then I can help you devise the plans that's best for you. Because if I just come up with some random shit, it's not going to work. Right. So, um, but honestly, a lot of people think because they have something for joints that I need to be taking it. And they got something for the brain, I need to be taking it. Or an athlete needs to be taking it. But that's not always true. Find out what the person's into first before you approach them with some of those different things. Okay, so another question. You said you're not into the woo-woo shit, but do you believe in astrology? Uh, Somewhat. Okay. Somewhat. I, I... Horoscope stuff, right? Yeah. What's your sign? I'm a Taurus. Makes so sense. I'm wired completely different mm-hmm. than everybody. But uh, it, you know what? I um, I, I took this course. It's called Emergenetics. And in business, it's a great tool. I used to be certified in Emergenetics. What Emergenetics does, it teaches you not what people do, but why. And it's literally it's a course that I took. And you can ask some people certain questions. And it'll give you an Emergenetics score. And the lady lives here in Colorado. She's amazing. From a business standpoint, I learned this from my advisor. She did this with her whole company. Her company is about $7 billion or something. She did this with every person. Don't get to come in her company without her having an emergency score. So I know who I'm dealing with mm-hmm. and I know how to treat them. Because in some businesses, you have the wrong people on the bus or on the wrong seats on the bus. And in business, you got to put the right people in the right spots. 
And some people, in y'all's case, need to get off the bus. And sometimes for businesses, you don't know that until you work with them for so long and then you feel invested and then it can be a problem. No, I think that's smart. I remember a job interview back in the day. It was the final round. I was so excited. It was for this like medical device sales company and I had to do the Enneagram test. Is that what it's called? Or it was some personality test. Yeah, they do a DISC test. There's one called DISC. That's a one through nine. Anyway, one. I didn't get the offer after I submitted my personality (laughs) test. So it is interesting though because it probably isn't both of us in the long run, right? It wasn't a good fit. So, and 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 sometimes those things doesn't mean a person don't fit. But if you have an idea of how they think, Mm -hmm. and and of course when you're doing an interview, you know what you're doing. You're just trying to get the job. So you'll say and do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. But sometimes these tests are so unbiased that it pulls out the truth. And that's why I like about Emergenetics. Uh, it was something I did with my son. So I started communicating with my son different. So it's not just about business. It's about right. the personalities. Because all of us have different personalities. And if a person's very wired, completely opposite of you, you can still... It's, it's like the love language book. All y'all probably read that, right? So <laughs> here's the thing. You know what I used to love? You know what? Never. You know what? I, I read that book. You know why I read it? To learn how to deal with the people in my networking business. What's your love language? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick. Quality time. I don't. Acts of service. service. Acts of service for sure. So you know what? Acts of service is, honestly, you got acts of service, but you got acts of service, physical touch, you got. Uh, I want them all. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. All of us are all of them. Yeah. One is just highlighted more than the other one. Yeah. But I think at times. And it changes with age, I believe. Well, you know what? It changes with the experiences. Mm-hmm. So you go through traumatic stuff that I went through. I, I'm different. Mm-hmm. That don't mean I'm nicer, but it also don't mean I'm meaner either. But at the end of the day, I think um, just the fact of knowing somebody's, I guess they call it love language, like my boy Dave, he's major acts of service. He's military. And I see people treat him bad because of how they know how he's wired. And I have to point it out to him in a different way just so he can understand Oh, that's what that is. I see. yeah, they're taking advantage of your position. And you will never get the results you want based off of this situation. And so sometimes as a leader, especially if you consider yourself a leader, you want to know as much as you can about the people you're leading so you can help them. And it actually takes a lot of stress off of you because you got them in the right spot. If you got people that are trying to sell who are not salespeople, you're just waiting for the shit to blow up. And there's some people who want to do accounting, but they're in sales. Put their ass in accounting. That's what they want to do. They don't want to deal with people. They just want to do the numbers. Give them that role and watch what happens to your business overall. All right. Next question. It's a, more of a lighter question. What's your cheat meal? Shit, everything. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have no, no, what do you mean cheat meal? Like, like do you eat healthy on a normal basis? What's your guilty you pleasure? Splurge? I eat whatever the hell I want. What'd you have for breakfast? Probably half of the problem. I haven't had, you know what I had for breakfast? I had some uh, hot fries. That's what I had for breakfast. Sounds so good. No, I had some hot fries on the way over here. Those, that's, I haven't eaten breakfast. I, from a cheat meal, I don't really have a cheat meal. What's I, your death row meal? There is a better question. Row, I don't hope I'm never on death row. But um, <laughs> if I had to have a, like you know, the one meal that I, out of all meals. Yep. My pumpkin roll. <laughs> your pumpkin roll. <laughs> What is um, your pumpkin roll? <laughs> no. Um, Thanksgiving is one of the best times of the year, food-wise, because yeah. growing up poor, when my mom made Thanksgiving, of course, we got the cornbread dressing, we got the yams, we got the mac and cheese, we got the whole thing. And when you struggle to eat throughout the year consistently, that, to me, would be the meal. Mm-hmm. My mom has to fix it. Or my mom's spaghetti. Those two things, they could be served every day and I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. But now I am the I'm the matriarch of the said meals. So I cook those meals. You're cooking Thanksgiving I, this year? I don't hopefully we don't have Thanksgiving. I mean we have Thanksgiving because we're thankful, but right. you have to have turkey. Right. We don't eat turkey. See, that's the thing. Ham. You know, you got ham. ham we is we bomb. do chicken, we do ham, we do the dressing. I do all the stuff that I mentioned, but I make it. So if my family's around, my mom and them are not here, I am the one that has to make it. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but I took her recipe and I made it easier and faster and it tastes just as good. So, Okay, there you go. Okay, favorite music artist right now. We're almost done. I don't really have one. 
to be honest. Do you listen to music? I listen to music all the time, and I don't have time. I don't know who the hell's singing what. <laughs> I don't. I don't like all the mumble rap stuff. I don't like all the. I mean, I like beats. I'm really old school, '80s, '90s rap mm-hmm. uh, is what I would rather listen to. I like. I like music that tells give you a message. Actually, what I'm listening to right now, I'm listening to a lot of spiritual rap music. Me and my son both right now. This guy Latham. Do you know who he is? Man, Latham is. All right, trust me, I got him on all my stuff. Uh, Latham right. Warlick. Uh, he, 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 he has this song called It's Okay to Cry. Oh, I listen to that song at least two, three, five times a day. So some of the days when I'm in my emotional state, mm-hmm. I listen to that song because it's okay. And so it's a lot of lot of spiritual rap is what I've been actually into. So me and my son, the last week, we've been sending each other back and forth spiritual rap music. Love that. That is really, really good. I like Pastor uh, Mike Jr. Oh, well. Play it. Play us a tune. <laughs> this song here is one of my... Look at this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we go. Wait, is this a Christian artist? Oh. Some female vocals. Everything looks like I'm going to lose. I've never heard of him. Me neither. We're going to be listening to this at our team meetings, Val. <laughs> Every morning. Let's get All this right. right. Well, he's going to keep singing. But honestly, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you so much. <laughs> Don't bill me because I'm going to send it to collections. Yeah, um, he's gonna send us to collections because we're not gonna pay it. I said, "Don't bill me." I'm sending you. Bill. <laughs> y'all got all my good stuff for free. Uh, <laughs> no, y'all didn't get all of it. We got to most of the questions. Yeah. Also. No, it's good. That's I, I, I honestly, I just want. I know you guys have a diverse group of listeners, and 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 all of us are going through stuff, guys. This this is the way I would I would say it. I'll let you guys close it out how you do it. Lily, I have to do my podcast because I I watch her and she's consistent. All my mentors and coaches keep telling me to do it. Uh, this guy I just met on Tuesday, we shared the stage together, and he, and he's. Cons- I said, dude, I just gotta get consistent. But I'm in a funk mentally, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you're going through stuff, you don't take. It's not priority, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but I know you got a lot of listeners out there, and sometimes you think stuff stuff is hard. Um, don't focus on well, it could be worse, but it also could be better. Mm-hmm. And what can you do? What can you initially do? What is something you can do right now that give you that give you a little shift in your energy? Like mm-hmm. for me, you see, eventually, as soon as that song came on, I closed my eyes because I start picturing different things I want in my life. So a lot of these tracks that I listened to recently, they all mean something. They all have a they have an attachment to a bigger calling for me. Uh, not something really physically. It's really something emotionally, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, when you're a professional athlete and you're a business owner and yeah, you're a mom, you're a dad, you're out there, you're busting your tail and they don't seem like it's getting rewarded at the level that you want, mm-hmm. you just got to remember to keep going. And you only lose if you stop. Mm-hmm. That'll be my last take and I'll let you guys close it out. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Now episode. you guys know why I have FaceTime. I call, I ask for advice. But I'm going to have to get your number off her phone. You're going to get some FaceTime from me this week. <laughs> He's going to block. <laughs> no, your, your boyfriend going to be calling me to trade. <laughs> no, seriously. Unblock me. <laughs> no, but she said you. that before, too. Yeah, I have. Unblock me. <laughs> she said that to me. Why am I blocked? We've never blocked her. <laughs> um, listen, where can people find you? Do you want them to find you on social media, TikTok? I don't. I, you know, I think my assistant has me a TikTok account. I've never been on it. You don't even uh, know what's on it. No, I have no clue. I <laughs> I hired somebody a couple of years ago, a young lady out of Philippines, Ness. I've never met her. She made my life. <laughs> you gotta look at this TikTok after. She made my life amazing because she posts a lot of the social stuff. But no, I'm. I guess I'm on Instagram. Instagram is where I would look. Facebook, I don't. I'm not on as much. And my thing is, is I, I like business. I, I I post about the Broncos. I love the Broncos. I love what we're doing. We won uh, last we night. We won last night. Close game. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, I just want people to win. I That's one thing about that song. You know, I woke up this morning. I'm blessed. I got food on my table. I'm blessed. It's not about how big your house is, how big your cars is. And I know we get caught up in that because the world's so competitive. But just compete with yourself. 
you know, you most people are doing well, but because they're looking left and right, they don't think they're doing well, and they'll sabotage their own success. Mm-hmm. And so uh, playing at the highest level in, in professional sports, I watch guys rubberneck their way out of the league because you're trying to compete with somebody else instead of running your own race. And so um, I just want to see you guys continue to strive and, and go forward. I know she has some big plans, even probably crazy that she haven't told y'all. Um, I know some of them. And, but I already know if you get the right team, you get there faster. Mm-hmm. Amen. On the that best note. team ever, don't you? <laughs> I know. They're all, what are we getting for Christmas? <laughs> no, but thank you. Everyone knows you here as Grandpa Rod. They're like, Grandpa Rod is coming. Yep. I'm kind of grumpy. So He is. Normally he's quiet. So for him to talk this much, it's shocking. Like, yeah, we appreciate you. Down, man. <laughs> but thank you. We love you. He stuck with me, especially because I have daddy issues. He stuck with me. All right. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week. It hurts to be pretty, pretty, pretty.